Give me someone who loves like me Up there on the TV or movie Anything would do Cause I've learned surviving isn't living And we deserve way more than A brief romance on an episode or two That we deserve Something unconventional Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Unconventional, the Clexicon podcast. I am your hostess, Dana Pickley, and I'm so happy to be bringing you a brand new episode. And guess what, everyone? My dear Clexiconers, it's 2018. And you know what that means? That means Clexicon is mere days away. I mean, like dozens of days away, but still days away. We are, we are in the home stretch And in the meantime, we have fantastic guests, a continuation, a plethora of amazing people going to be guesting on Unconventional in the lead up to the actual convention. And I'm very excited. It looks like we are planning to do a live recording of Unconventional at Clexicon. So yay. Before we get into this episode's guests, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Catherine over at Nerdy Girl Express, otherwise known as Clef Notes, who did a really sweet video for her fangirl freakouts all about unconventional. So thank you so much. You should check it out. It is at YouTube and then it's Clef Notes. That's Clef Notes with a K and two Fs. Okay, so are you ready to laugh? because you're gonna. My two guests this episode are some very, very funny ladies, and I can't wait for you to meet them. My guests are two people who I have stand forever, but this is my actual first time chatting with them, so yay for me and you. Amanda Holland is the host of the web series Drunk Lesbians Watch, writer and script producer. (laughs) She also knows how to rock a cardigan, and Brittany Ashley is the writer, producer, actress, and all-around les celeb. Welcome, both of you, to Unconventional. What an intro. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's what I'm really trying to focus on here. I don't care if the yeah. rest of the show sucks. I just really want to have good <laughs> intros for people. Um, that's amazing. Perfect. So did you two both, did you meet when you were working at BuzzFeed, or did you know each other before that? Yeah, we met at BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Yeah. What, like three four years ago it would because i got the job right when i moved to la and you were there when i got became an intern so yeah and that's gonna be so it'll be four years in like april yeah (laughs) i was there as a resident and i was trying to make queer content there for their video team and amanda came in and i think we both were like another lesbian yeah (laughs) like i think it was just like Yay, another person who, like, wants to write and make that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure we bonded over Buffy initially. Yeah. As <laughs> well, who doesn't? Do. As you do, right? Yeah. yeah. How many marriages yeah. have been formed by bonding over Buffy? Not, yeah. I'm not suggesting you guys should get married. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> what made you decide to join all of us at Clexicon this year with the Girlship TV panel? Because I was so super excited when I was looking through the panels because I do a lot of moderating for Clexicon and I was like, what is going on? (laughs) So I went to Clexicon last year by myself. I didn't see you there. 
Yeah, I was there. I was kind of, I mean. Were you low key? Were you like, did you wear like shades and shit? Were you like kind of hiding out? Uh, A little bit. I mean, I was just there as a guest. I wasn't like invited, although they did. I was at a panel where somebody mentioned I was at a pitching panel. I'll tell this story really quick. I was at a pitching. I was at a pitching panel because I was going to pitch something and just like get some feedback from the panelists. And there was a girl there who was very sweet from Elite Daily. And she somebody pitched something that was I don't remember what it was about, but she was like, you know, somebody at BuzzFeed might pick that up. And I remember being like, nope, nope, they wouldn't. Um, Because I was was just like firsthand experience. But um, I was there. Yeah, I just had the best time. And I was so excited. I was like, next year I want to come back and would be cool if we could be on a panel so that maybe I could meet some people like, um, like, I don't know, any of Way Hot. Um, I just started <laughs> watching Carmilla. Would love to meet Elise Bauman and Natasha Negovanyas. I did not pronounce that correctly. It's Negovanless, um, don't worry. Uh- <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I just, we, yeah, I went last year, took Emily Andrus's workshop, which was the Oh, most I was fun. in that. Okay, so then, I, well, I was in part of it. But yes, so I'm sorry that we did not get a chance to say hello then. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. There was actually a couple points... I feel like an asshole now. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, feel, I feel like a jerk now. But there is so it's okay. <laughs> I feel like a jerk now because there was a point where, because um, I, I mean, at the time I was just from BuzzFeed, so I, I, there were a couple people who would be like, "How would I? How do I know you?" And I, there was a point where some girl stopped me and was like, "How do I know you?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then some girl. Wa- was walking past and was like BuzzFeed and kept walking and I was like you just like outed me <laughs> no it's fun how people just point into your face and just scream a company name at you <laughs> that's my favorite part um, but yeah so uh, I had a lot of fun last year there was a, a point where um, I mean you didn't ask this but I'm going to share this anyway one of my favorite points of CluxCon last year was I was waiting in line to get Kat Burrell's signature, and I overheard some girl being like, yeah, this is so fun to be around this many queer women. The only straight people here are the actors. I was like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there are there are a few that aren't. I mean, we've got Natasha, yeah. and you've got Elise, yeah. and Allie Liebert was yeah. there last year. So, I mean, but yes, right. yes, pretty much. That was pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then so, you were like, Brittany, come, come be with me. Is that how it all worked? I was like, um, when I was initially setting up this channel, there's a show that I, that we'll, we're still going to make, um, called Carol's a Demon. And I wanted Brittany to be in it. And I also wanted Ashley Perez to be in it. Um, so, cause Ashley's going to be there with right. Bullshit too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a great so, panel. There's uh, so many cool people on that panel. Yeah, it's going to be fun. There actually might be one other person there who hasn't put her paperwork in yet, but I won't name her yet because I don't want to call her out. Um, but there might be... Do it. <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll her. just casually shame her via this uh, podcast. Yeah. And hopefully she'll okay, get her okay, paperwork okay. in. <laughs> because I knew Brittany was going to be in the show and because Brittany had been on Drunk Lesbians Watch, um, Ashley was the one who really kind of pushed this panel forward because she had her managers contact the people at Klexicon. <laughs> so nepotism that, at its finest. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's kind of what got us foot in the door because we submitted the panel before the channel had launched. And I was like, Ashley, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we have Sometimes nothing Sometimes you just got to have someone who's like, we're doing it. Yeah. And then you do it. Well, that's the best way so to get people to, I mean, isn't it better to have a bunch of people excited about the launch of something than to yeah. just, you know, oh, hey, we're 12,000 episodes in. Why don't you watch it? I, I think that's really smart. Ashley sounds like a smart lady. If you're listening to this, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, I hope you are listening to this. So, how did how did drunk lesbians watch come about? Because I'm 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 sure all of us have done this in real life, like sat around with our friends or our partners, and and kind of like basically done this. But here you are, like going with it, and you then you bring along cool people like Brittany. Like, how did this get started? Honestly, drunk lesbians watch was just like. I was like, I need a second show. Project Inferno is the first show, and I need a second show just to have two videos on the channel. And, of course, <laughs> the second show is Drunk Lesbians Watch, which ends up being the more successful of the two shows. <laughs> um, but we, because when we were doing the read-through for Project Inferno, we kind of got on the topic. We were talking about queer movies because somebody brought up Below Her Mouth, which I still haven't seen yet, and we will do on the show. Um, you won't. You're not no going to be able to show no much. You're not going to be able to show much of that movie. Like the clips you're going to be able to show are very going to be very brief. We're just going to like, we'll just take the movie off the screen and be like, okay, what we're seeing now <laughs> is. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we were briefly talking about it, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool to do kind of like a react. Um, it was between two ideas. It was between just watching lesbian movies. And the other idea was something I wanted to call ruining your childhood <laughs> where, where we just watched, like, uh, I took fans of star Wars and we watched like star Wars themed porn. Um, I think, <laughs> I think the other idea is much better. <laughs> um, but so I was like, yeah, we'll do that. And then I was talking to Ashley. How oh, comes back to Ashley? Hey, Ashley. Um, mm -hmm. and she was like, you should make it drunk lesbians watch, not just lesbians watch. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can do that. Um, so yeah, it just kind of came from, you know, what most lesbians do talk about how bad queer movies are. And then me being like, well, let's, let's like put it on camera. <laughs> right. Celebrating the ones that were great and, you know, were part of like a huge foundation of so many of our lives, but then also being able to poke a little fun at the ones where it's clear that no queer women were involved whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I'm glad you said and that because I think that's one of the reasons I really like the series so much is because it's not mean-spirited, but it's important to be able to criticize the things that we love. Uh, we shouldn't just say, hey, this is okay. This is a thing. It's here for us. And that's okay. I think it's, it's important to call people out or things out, especially when you're in a marginalized community. And, but I think that what's so great about Drunk Lesbians Watch is that there's a lot of like really sweet and and genuine moments of discovery, especially when when someone hasn't seen a movie yet. And uh, I just I just I, I think that's such a nice change from just like, hey, let's just rag on this thing that people put their hearts and souls and all of their money into, so we would feel less alone as teenagers, you know. Um, but so where where do you think that line is? Because I think it's a hard line because. At, at a certain point, it could just feel mean, you know, like where, where, where for you is that line? 
Good question. I feel like we started with Jenny's wedding, which is just like, whew. Right. Um, well, Jenny's wedding also was like, Jenny's wedding was also like a particular case where it was like, I think it was a really wide release and it was recent and it was like, really, you couldn't get like two queer, you couldn't get like two queer actresses on board, even one. Yeah. And you couldn't get like a queer woman to, was it a straight woman that wrote? I can't remember. Was yeah. It? She wrote white Oleander. I went to the, uh, outfest where so they, they did a Q and a afterwards with Catherine Heigl and the woman who wrote it. And she was like, I'm not gay, but my, like my niece or something is. And I was <laughs> Therefore, like, I have the voice. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. like, I think she wrote it for like a, a family member. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like with Jenny's wedding, it's, it's, I felt a little easier going in on it because it was so recent and mm. because it like had such a wide release and so few of those films get a wide release right. that it's like, why did you choose this one? Like, <laughs> yeah. like obviously it's, it feels shittier to like criticize like a smaller indie film that people haven't seen. But yeah. like when it's a wider release film, it feels like you can kind of rag on it more because yeah. it's like, this went through so many people. Like it got so many okays. Like <laughs> right, why right. Meanwhile, only kiss once, and why right, were there right. so many turtlenecks? Like, and so there were a lot questions. of turtlenecks in that. But and meanwhile, there are queer people trying to make films and having to go through crowdfunding and it, bake sales and whatever they possibly yeah. can to to fund movies that are actually telling authentic queer stories. Yeah. Right. And so for that one, like for Jenny's wedding, that being a particular case, I felt okay kind of going in on it because because of that. <laughs> Whereas like with the with a older film or, you know, a film that clearly had a smaller budget, like yeah. with those films I, I I would feel I would be a little more sensitive to, if that makes sense. It it's all subjective. So right. what I like might not be what people like. Like, I had a lot of people in the comments for Carol being like, I didn't like this movie. And me, I was just like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's all subjective, but it's all in good fun. Hopefully people see it that way. Right. I mean, I would love to work with um, Angela Robinson one day. Mm -hmm. And we kind of ragged on Girl Trash a little bit. But I know. Wait, is that the one that Laura loved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was musical. so funny watching that because you guys wouldn't do it being so like skeptical. This is going to be so bad. And then you guys were like actually fangirling over these people. <laughs> and you're like, oh, finally. Yeah. Like it is funny because if you don't know anything about the movie, you actually kind of get like caught up in it. And you're like, wait a minute. I really like it. Yeah. Do you think that's where the alcohol comes in? It kind of like. It uh, it dulls down the uh, the snarkiness maybe a little bit from your own heart, and allows you yeah, to yeah. allows you to enjoy the the finer moments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> get more invested the drunker you get. Right, but also the, so I've I've done three episodes, and one was Jenny's wedding. Obviously, we've covered that. But the sec the other two were films I actually really enjoy. So I feel like a lot of it was just me like watching it and being like, I love this part. So in those <laughs> moments, I don't know if it makes for a better or worse episode that I'm just like, I remember watching, like yeah. sneaking it onto Showtime when I was That's you know, one of in the high greatest school. parts though of the of the series is when you guys do share these personal, you know, memories and snippets of 
of experience yeah. with these these films. I think that's that's what makes this so special. I mean, there's so many reaction videos on YouTube, but this feels like an actual, like, genuine commentary. And you both have been in the queer pop culture world for years now, and I think you have a really informed voice, I would I would say. And so it's it's cool to see. It's just cool to see the, anyone that, that comes on that show have a really interesting and fun experience. So many, like, k- kind of Irish uh, faking English accents. But only on the episodes you come on, yeah, apparently. there's always an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's always actors doing, like, their Irish accents slipping out yeah. at some point in every movie I watch. God, I hate when my there's accent a- slips out. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wear Spanx. so if i'm deducing correctly all queer women in la know each other and make youtube videos together right (laughs) most the others are like accountants (laughs) and i don't know them or lawyers yes um i mean I, don't, I I feel like I just know uh, a core group of queer women because of BuzzFeed. Right. And then, like, through your friends. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that Squirt? Oh, no, this is um, this is the the official drink of lesbians. Oh, wow. LaCroix. That color really threw me off, and I was like, oh, my God, your grandma used to buy it for you, too? <laughs> but I do love me some Squirt. <laughs> Yeah, same. My grandparents bought Squirt too. And fifty fifty. No, you're Nobody from. remembers fifty fifty. Okay, well, you're from Chicago. You you were born and raised in Chicago, right, or the Chicago area? Yeah. See, I'm from yeah, yeah. I'm from the Detroit area, so we have our own re- regional sodas and stuff. So I'm a sucker for Fago. Oh, sure. And she's from Ohio. Okay, yeah. so we're all Midwesterners. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Did you did, did was Fago? Did they have Fago in Ohio, or is that like Big Red, or so? No, that's Texas. Sorry. I feel like I've seen Big Red before, though. But I've lived in a lot of places, so I'm not sure. Um, yeah, they had Fago in Ohio. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say yes. Somebody can fact check me. Yeah. <laughs> I live in I live in South Carolina now, and the official soda here is Cheerwine. And let me tell oh. you, Cheerwine is delicious. Cheerwine. 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 Like, oh, cherry, wine. like cherry wine. Oh, cool. Wait, the official beverage in North Carolina is an alcoholic beverage? Well, it's South Carolina. But oh, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it doesn't have any alcohol in it. For some reason, it's called cheer wine. There's no alcohol, but it's delicious. You can throw some vodka in there for one of your next adventures. I'm sure they they ship it to some specialty show store well, in Los Angeles. If you do an episode together, you have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you will cheer we, we wine it up. We should set up some episodes in uh in Clexicon. Clexicon in one. your like hotel room. And do some ho- oh, Vegas. <laughs> well, obviously Dana has to be on it now. That'd be fun. Bring some tear wine. I like, I actually like a little a tear pricked in my eye <laughs> because yeah, that it would be uh, so fun for me if um yeah so yeah feel free to yeah, invite fair. me along to uh to a hotel viewing of of a lesbian movie. I will be there with bells That'd on. That'd be amazing. We could get like a, a bunch of people. We should just do oh, a yeah. massive lexicon. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh Joke Let Me Watch. That would be interesting. It'd be great. What would we watch? <laughs> what movie haven't you covered that would absolutely must be covered? 
We haven't covered a lot of movies, so it could, I mean, we, the first movie that we tried, to, it, the first episode wasn't originally going to be Jenny's Wedding. It was originally going to be a movie called The Girl King. Oh, I know that. But I know that started, I haven't seen it, but we started watching it. Brittany was like, this looks scary. Let's do Jenny's Wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> may, I, may I humbly suggest yes. it's in the water. Oh, I've never even heard of that short. <laughs> it is it is peak 90s lesbian movie goodness. I've been to that. Okay. We still have to watch The Handmaiden. The Handmaiden, Saving Face. Um, we, uh, I'm, when, when will this come out? Room in Rome. No. Oh, Room in Rome. Um, this will probably come out in like two weeks. Okay. So around around when this comes out. Uh, we're we're going to be doing. Me and Ashley are going to do Carmilla the movie, um, finally. So nice. <laughs> that's going to be one that happens. And I can't think straight is going to happen this month too. I think. But those so, are all really good other, ones. Yeah, uh, I I haven't seen. Well, I've seen Carmilla, but um, I haven't seen any of the other ones. So yeah, we could do a good one or a bad one. There's so many left to choose from, <laughs> and there's nothing in between. <laughs> That's pretty bad. true. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is absolutely true. Um, so, <laughs> Brittany, uh, one of the many things I love about you is that your website is BrittanyAshleyFunny.com. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you really are America's lesbian sweetheart. Thank you so much. <laughs> In addition to that, you're a producer on an upcoming Netflix show called 12 Forever. How did that come about? I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So um, so the studio that is um, producing it is called Puny, and that is Shadi Petoskey and Chris Hardwick's animation studio. And um, and Shadi did Danger and Eggs, which right. was on Amazon. And, and Chris so, of Nerdwick fame, uh, uh, Nerdist fame. Yeah. And and, uh, and singled out. And singled out, of course. You can't forget singled out. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can find episodes on YouTube. I spent a whole afternoon rewatching them. And oh, girl, I watched them live. Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> like, And I'm just like, wow, I've never had as much energy as Jenny McCarthy had on <laughs> singled out. It's insane. She still has a lot of energy. I kind of saw her briefly do the New Year's Eve. Um, like, she was like a person in the audience. And I was like... It's exhausting to watch. Yeah, really. Jenny McCarthy is exhausting to watch. Yeah. So anyways, um, I so Laura, Zach, who is one oh, of my yay. close friends, and we also co-host uh, Sick or Sadder World, which is a Daria podcast. Yes, which, by uh, the way, you really need to, to listen to. It's fantastic, especially if like you loved Daria. But even if you didn't really know Daria when you were younger, it's still a really great podcast. Yeah, I really try and uncover a lot of um, Laura's childhood traumas. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You talk through them. It's really good. Fun. So anyways, uh, Laura had uh, be- became a writer on 12 Forever, and so I was just, like, doing some digging. And I was like, yeah, what else? Uh, do you need anyone else? <laughs> and, and so uh, one of the producers, Rhonda Cox, who's the supervising producer, she – Worked on Beeps and Butthead. She worked on Celebrity Deathmatch. She was also on Danger and Eggs. And so, yeah, I got hired, and I'm working with her, and I'm also working with Susie Lewis, who's the co-creator of Daria. And, yeah, it's just, like, a really cool, like, group of women, and I get to work with 
one of my best friends and her dogs every day. So it's just really great. But it's going to be an awesome show. It's it's it'll come out in you know twenty forty two whenever whenever animated shows come out. Set your DVRs, you guys. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I am every day. <laughs> so now my question that I ask all of my guests: Have you ever been to Vegas before? Yes. Yes. And Amanda actually shot a short film there, like, last year. I did. I shot um, a short film called Last Night. It was a mistake. Um, and it's actually going to go up on the channel as a filler um, at the end of this month. And Brittany's in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was ah, the elusive Sarah, who really didn't get a full storyline, I realized. <laughs> do, do we need to do a spin-off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do a spinoff. <laughs> but I think I was a chef. <laughs> sure. Once you see it, you'll understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but I think I had a hot, you know. Are you making a sex joke right now? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think that the way that I portrayed myself in the, I'm in it for literally 10 seconds. So that's why I'm giving myself such a backstory right now. I really think that I didn't really get the chance to express, like, my character's dimensions, you know? Sure. Like, I kind of just had to play the role of, like, girlfriend who, who wasn't really giving this person enough love, but I think that like Sarah had some stuff going on, you know? I, yeah, I think she did too. You're right. Yeah. You played it with that. People don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Brittany, Brittany gives her all to every role. And <laughs> I really did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we, we filmed, that was my first time in Vegas was filming um, in Vegas and we filmed until like 2 a.m. and then went out onto the strip at yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> I, uh, are we supposed to be positive about Vegas in this? <laughs> Vegas is great. The oh. first time I went, though, I made the mistake of going for an entire week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. I-, I mean, I'm there for, like, basically an entire week, but I'm at Clexicon when I'm there, so... I have things that are going right. on, but yeah, I can, I can imagine that if you're just like, Hey, I'm visiting Las Vegas for a week, it could be a little bit much. Yeah. It, like after day three, I was like, I have to go to the mall again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot. I mean, the second time I was in Vegas was Calexicon and it was super fun because I was in the hotel, so I never had to go out onto the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. in, 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 an introvert's guide to, to Las Vegas, starring Amanda yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what are some of your favorite Ding. things about yeah. the city? Because I think that um, a lot of visitors, I try to encourage people who are coming to Clexicon to kind of do a little exploring outside of the fest, because there, I mean, there is so much going on in Vegas. Like, what, what were some of the things that you really did like there? I liked free drinks. <laughs> I liked winning. I I wish I could have seen Britney in concert or Backstreet Boys in concert. I'm not sure if that's still happening. But I know that they had a residency there. For mm, a yeah, yeah. I saw a show. If, if someone said the name, I'd know. I'd be like, yes, that one. Blue but Man it was group. No. But it was two women, like, it started off with two women, like, diving into, like, a giant martini glass. So, that one. Was it was a burlesque really... kind of show? That was my question. No, it was, like... A, it one was of those Cirque like du Soleil a... shows? Yeah, it was, it was, like, a, it was, like, sexy Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> sexy du Soleil. Were you, yeah. Were you just in a strip club? 
No, no, no. <laughs> I get the difference. Did you have to pay a cover charge? <laughs> yeah, I had to buy, I had to buy a ticket. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that was good. I mean, it's like it's cool. Part like if you're there for a tiny chunk of time, it's cool, and you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's not a but, walking city, though. Right, but if and if you lose money, then it's sad. <laughs> so just don't lose money. Well, the first time I was there, um, I was there with uh, a a great person named Jessica, who told me about all the t- tricks that the casinos do to get you to to keep spending more. About how like they pump oxygen in so you feel more awake, and how they play distant sounds of winning on these over the speakers so that you oh, think there's wow. a chance. Yeah. Distant sounds of winning is so my aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a perfect autobiography. (laughs) Distant sounds of winning by Dana Pickley, (laughs) which implies that I am never actually winning. It's just all just out of reach. (laughs) And that's pretty accurate. Um, So... (laughs) Where can our lovely listeners find both of you? You can find me either at youtube.com slash girlship TV um, or at Awkward Holland on Instagram and Twitter is the other thing. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Panera. <laughs> um, you can Get yourself find a bacon me. turkey bravo. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me uh, at BrittanyAshleyFunny.com. You can find me at Brit27Ash on Instagram and Twitter. Podcast, Sicker Satter Worlds. Um, I'll be announcing another podcast I'll be doing in a couple months, but I can't yet. It's a secret, but I'm Ooh. so excited about Ooh. it. Podcasts are huge right now. They, they are. Podcasts hey, are happy. Here we are. It brought us together. Yeah, yeah, and now I might get to crash your party in your hotel room in Vegas and watch a movie with You're you. Invited. I am invited to that. I now I finally feel like a cool kid. Finally, yeah. for the first time in my Closer life. Closer sounds of winning. Closer sounds. <laughs> Closer. Of winning. Slightly less distant sounds of winning. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Unconventional. You can find Clexicon on Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr at Clexicon. And you can find me, Dana Pickley, at Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. Our amazing theme song was written by Stephanie Berlanga. You can find her at Stephanie Berlanga Music. And um, the countdown has begun, everyone. It is, I believe now, at time of taping, 75 days to Clexicon. So... Get your tickets, get all your stuff, get your outfits, uh, make your plans, get your dinner reservations, because it is on. Until the next time, here's Dana Pickley signing off and swearing fealty to you. Something unconventional.